All right, what's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning back in. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for uh, being here with us this morning, this afternoon, this evening, and supporting the wave. First and foremost, gotta definitely, definitely give a shout out to everybody that tuned into episode one. We're back better than ever, and we're enjoying the support, honestly. So let's go ahead and get into the city shout out. This one's gonna be mainly a uh, LA County edition, just because I can see how many people tuned it in, where you tuned in from, and what city, what what state you tuned in from, and man, love. Los Angeles, of course. Stand up. Dallas, Texas, where you at? Corona, California. Thank you so much for the love. Portland, Oregon. Arizona. Compton. Seattle, Washington. Uh, Whittier. Southgate. Huntington Park. Newport Beach, Fontana, and Santa Clarita. Thank you so much for standing with your boy and the Art Wars LA Family Foundation. This couldn't be possible without the support of you all. If you guys have any suggestions or just anything you guys want to go ahead and hear or anybody that you think that um, may be an amazing guest on here, just go ahead and make sure you send that dm just want to go ahead and let you guys know this uh episode is going to go ahead and be centered around uh entrepreneurship i think that in los angeles a lot of artists fail to transition from artist to entrepreneur and we got a gentleman coming on today that has done just that from the bottom of the graffiti culture to now turning himself into a brand so without saying too much let's get right into it what's going on you guys back at it again your boy phoenix lax general manager at the art wars la family foundation today we got a special guest with me here i'm gonna go ahead and let him introduce himself what's up you guys it's realmster from mid city la i've been uh, doing my thing for quite a while now picked up the name in 03 from graffiti to art to business uh, i've been able to evolve into something more and flourish into something bigger and better uh you know vandalism's always frowned upon and stuff but when you have passion for it when you have passion for art for the art form of it you know it can take you to such higher levels the people i've been able to work with the people i've been able to meet the places i've been to all because of the writing on the wall absolutely absolutely and uh that takes us right into our first question brother talk to us about your medium well my medium of choice i'd have to say spray can air soul that's definitely my baby that's my go-to that's 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 what uh what i love but i mean you know it, it's it's so many different things there's the markers there's the paint brushes sometimes it's it's a mixed media thing you know a little bit of everything with that being said we definitely got to know a little bit about your background what inspired you to get into the arts and uh why are you still following this path brother with the whole art form like i said you know it originated in in my hometown mid-city that's where i uh first got my inspiration Looking at the art on the walls, like I said, um, all, all the surrounding crews like LTS, KOG from Mid-City. We had uh, CBS on Melrose. I'd be down there painting, hanging out, skating, all that good stuff. And then you also had downtown LA. Whenever you go to downtown, you know, you see TKO, you see MTA. It, it was just thriving so much that I just ended up becoming a product of my environment. Definitely want to make sure that I, I get this on record for the people that are listening. A lot of people fail to transition from an artist or hobbyist to an entrepreneur when people go ahead and discover your artwork it's more of a brand i think that you know there's a lot of illustration propaganda all mixed into it so uh, talk to us about that transition when did you know that you know it was not only about the lettering but also the the character that we see now just to keep it 
short and sweet on that part. Beginning as as a graffiti artist, you need a name that's going to represent you. You know, I took this name, put it everywhere. I marketed myself with uh, friends, family, uh, the world. You know, I was just putting it out there and getting people to get more familiar with me. I see people start to like kind of get a little more artsy with it where they're putting like characters out there, right? And I'm like, yo, like, damn, that's pretty nice. Like, I, I like I like what they're doing. And so I figured like, why not try to put my name into a character, right? But not necessarily the name into the character, but the character into the name. I found a way to basically represent my name without putting my name on it. Because, you know, Realms is always going to be the... No, I'm sorry. I'm going to be the face of Realms always. You know, I always thought, okay, well, how can I take this to the next level? Just like anything else, just like any other business, you need to promote, you need to market it, you need to put it out there. You have to talk about it. Turning myself into this graffiti character, it then allowed me to be able to put it out without it being looked at straight vandalism. When I look at your work, I would definitely, you know, call it like a, a high-end street art is what I would like to call it, just because it, it has those highs, but you can also discover some of these, some, some of your artwork in some of the lows of L.A., you know, some, some of these respected gutter spots where some of the right. legends have come across. Like I said, it, it's one of those things where it's just like definitely the packaging behind it, the marketing behind it, and just the, the attitude that the brand provides has that, you know, punch in there. So definitely love it. And I know I'm going to circle back to that. You know, this podcast is, is centered around interviewing artists, the main focus of all of this is talking about the entrepreneurship behind it and I think that one of the things as a graffiti writer or in your in your background realms you know showing your face has always kind of been taboo for a graffiti artist right, right? right you're always you know behind the scenes and stuff like that yeah. and one of the amazing things is that you do street vending you go out you know you right. vend yeah. so yeah. let's talk about that man yeah of course um so it, it's crazy I'm gonna go ahead and break it down how this worked so they say you know opportunity doesn't necessarily come knocking on your door but like that's exactly how it happened i was chilling at my house the summer of 2012 i can say and uh somebody comes knocking on my door so uh, i go to the door and this guy's like uh yo what's up man um how's it going you know i want to i want to tell you about this art walk we got going on it's right up the street from here you should come check it out and if you know any artists you know maybe they might be interested in in attending I was like, all right, cool. Like, like, what kind of art? He's like, well, any kind. Whatever you think might be artsy. Like, if you know somebody, like, let me know. And I was like, you know what? I, I kind of actually been working on some stuff. You know, like, I got, uh, I got some artwork I could show you real quick if you have a moment. He was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let me see it. So I have some stuff, like, on my bookshelf or whatever. And he's like, yo, like, this is kind of nice. And, and what it was was it was, like, some spray cans and stuff that I had decorated and a couple canvases, a couple hats and stuff. And and he was like, yo, you know what? This this is kind of nice. You know, you should uh, come uh, come check it out. Like, come set up a booth, right? And I'm thinking like, oh, damn, where's the catch, right? <laughs> and uh, it was, there wasn't a catch. Just like any other business or any other event, you're going to have to pay for a booth to go display and showcase your stuff. So that was a small fee, whatever the case. That's how I started vending. That was my first experience ever vending. 2012, summertime. It was right down the street from my house. I was able to go. Honestly, I didn't do too great the first time maybe no actually i didn't do too great but i did sell one or two things at a high price that's how i 
first, first initially started vending. From there, and, and me just being myself, trying to be personable, trying to be down to earth, trying to be relatable. Like I just, I just talked to people, right? I ended up uh, talking to my my uh, neighbors, you can say, right? My vending neighbors. Uh, they were like, "Yo, um, you got some cool stuff. Maybe you should try a different spot. We got a different spot over in uh, Highland Park." So I'm like, "Okay, Highland Park. Um, you know, tell me more." So it was at this small farmer's market right off of Avenue 57 in Figueroa, uh, which is probably still there. I, I don't know. I haven't been there in quite a while. Things started like going well. You know, I started going here. I started going to different areas. I started networking with more people. That's definitely an important tip that I have to stress on everyone. Talk about your stuff. Um, talk to everybody, your Uber driver, your manager at work, your friends, your family, your cousins, like just everybody just got to keep on going. I didn't do all this on my own. Um, my friend DMN one from mid city. Um, he goes by what a habit on Instagram. He's helped me so, so much. All of this is because of the, the, the networking part in a sea of vendors. I've seen it, but I want you to explain to the listeners and maybe somebody that wants to go out for the first time and experience a art walk, street walk, a convention, a art show. How do you distinguish yourself from other vendors and how do you keep merchants, clients, guests involved in activate your guest while when they come to your table or your booth well you know um something that i do recommend to people that i've seen others fail at <laughs> uh and where i've been able to succeed in engage with the customer you know um make your setup and display attractive come looking sharp you know come with a script you know when i first started i didn't know what to say to people sometimes i didn't even want to talk to people you know but it takes practice you know all this is practice being outgoing is practice just like making new friends it's it's you have to find ways to cut in right and talk about your product get them to know you i always try to not necessarily get along with the customer but be easy going with the customer all right brother can you talk to us about the investment you've made into your and you know essentially your products when you come out here you, how much product do you take or is that kind of like an instinct well um starting with the investment part like i said you want to make your stuff look attractive you want to look different you don't want to look like every other table you need to stand out you want people's attention you need to stand out first thing i did <laughs> and i tell my friends too i say you know don't be cheap on your stuff like go to the store and go buy the product that you need go get the display fixtures that you need um matter of fact there's there's this place i'm going to shout out right now it's called uh, main display and fixtures they're right on main and um right by the 10th freeway and washington boulevard i don't know their exact address but you can't miss it main display and fixtures i think it's one of those things that it's it's a very serious investment you know if you're going to be doing this and you're looking to do it for a long run you're going to get that money back no matter what you know and and the people are going to remember that they're going to remember your your setup yo realmster had a nice setup like um, every time I go over there, the dude's a cool dude. He's, he, he lets us hang out for a little bit. You know, um, it's a good time. I recently got this thing. Um, it's, it's a wheel, right? It's a wheel and it's, uh, I call it spin to win. It's a little game that you're gonna, that you're gonna see at my booth when you walk up. And what it does is like, so basically the, the breakdown of it is you spin the wheel for $5 and the prizes that you win are on there are valued at 10 to $15, right? Now, not only do they win a bigger prize of what they're spending, but they also get to play a game, take a chance, live a little, you know what I mean? Have a little fun. And that's, 
that's important. You know, you, you want to make sure that the customer experience is a good experience because a happy customer is a returning customer. That's what I recommend as far as, you know, investing in yourself. Um, I don't think it's ever a waste to invest in yourself. You know, it's for you. It's for your future. You don't have to buy it all at once, <laughs> but be sure to buy it. When I go on your socials, I keep seeing this Kiss My Art Collective. Let us know what that's all about. What's the inception of all of that? When did it start? Yeah. And just give us that background, man. Yeah. And what is a collective no, for those that don't know? Our mom is basically so it's it's kiss my art collective that's the collective brand and uh, it's basically a team of individual bosses right everybody's entitled entitled to be their solo self artist but we're here to encourage and empower each other the way that it kind of came about you know a lot of people can say kiss my ass right and it was kind of like that it was kind of like kiss my ass because i had a lot of people tell me no, I specifically remember this event. This is like, swear to God, where, where the brand started. I went to go paint in some secluded area. I didn't really know too much about it. It's known as Murphy Ranch. It was supposed to be like a Nazi Hitler base, uh, but you know, he didn't get very far. So uh, that, that never flourished. But anyhow, uh, we were here painting at this place. Some Boy Scouts came out, maybe about like a group of like 15 or something. They were all young little kids. The parents came out too and they were like, oh, you see, like, don't do this. Don't, don't be like these guys. These guys are losers, you know? I'm just trying to be an artist and I'm getting like uh, frowned upon. I'm, you know, they're telling the kids, don't be like these guys, right? From there, I was you know, trying to like still build myself up and trying to like figure things out and how to brand myself and how to be more. That's another thing too I wanna I wanna touch real quick. Um don't get discouraged when your friends don't show up right away. <laughs> Everybody has their own life. Everybody has their own expenses. Don't expect them to just run and support you. Now we host an art walk out in Northeast LA. We're basically trying to empower others too and show them that it can be done. I appreciate everyone on my team. For sure. So we definitely gotta ask about this red show coming up designed against all odds what's the vision there oh, talk to man. us about this uh, this this seems to be all over the social so we need yeah, to yeah, give us an inside scoop brother yeah we're definitely blowing that up myself easy gonzalez and tmn1 this is our show coming together as a collaborative event red is realmster easy dmn you know we're designing against all odds we're um steady promoting on social media we're paying for advertisements we're you know making flyers we're spreading the word by mouth it's gonna be us three opening night we're doing uh easy will be tattooing live uh we have goodie bags for the first i believe 25 people to show up we have dj Essa spinning on the ones and twos overall our vision is really just to show people that it can be done with or without sponsors with or without investors you know we're putting this this is all us we're putting all our money on the line another investment another investment <laughs> yeah, right exactly. absolutely so with that being said man i definitely want to make sure people know about this show so i'll definitely put it up there uh Thank what's you. the date for this again uh this is going to be june 17th through the 19th that would be father's day weekend uh we encourage everybody to come out it's going to be a family friendly event this gives you guys a chance to get closer to us and get to know us personally and see what we have to offer absolutely brother and i do appreciate your time i got two more 
more questions for you. So, you know your boy's a foodie. You know your boy's <laughs> been all over Los Angeles. Sure, sure. I need you to tell me two spots. And this is not for me. This is for the listeners. Okay. Because chances right. are I probably already visited this spot. <laughs> I don't got this sure. belly for no reason. Right, you feel right. me? <laughs> so, two spots that you live by and die by. I'm talking about oh, two spots two that you sp- frequent. Only two? <laughs> only two, brother. No, only I'm not talking about no in and out either. Right. That's right. No in and out. Let's That's get right. it, too, brother. You need those home joints, right? Yep. Well, you know, um, growing up in Mid-City, K-Town, you know, there's, there's a lot of good joints. You know, there's a lot of good joints. Uh, you know, it could depend on what you're in the mood for, of course. One place that's definitely a must-go, Dino's, right on um, Pico and um, in between Vermont and Normandy is, is, is where you're going to find it. You'll see, the line out, you'll see the line outside. That's, that's definitely, hands down, one of my top joints that I have to visit every time I'm in town. Other than that, you know, there there is more mom and pops joints, of course, you know, but um, this place that I recommend to all my uh, foodies, right? <laughs> Make your way down to Fat Sal's, right? I mean, shakes, sandwiches, all that stuff, like, it's just, it hits the spot, you know what I mean? You're right in the city, uh, you got Hollywood around the corner, like, it's, it's, these places you gotta stop. Last but not least, give us some shout-outs, brother, anybody out there that needs it. Oh, Shout out, that's an easy one, you know, shout out to moms, shout out to my family, shout out to my girls, shout out to uh, my collective, you know, shout out to God for making all this happen, uh, shout out to the whole movement for, you know, coming together with me, supporting me, shout out to all the people that believe in me, you know, that are um, standing behind me, shout out to Phoenix for having me here today, you know, um, I appreciate everyone, I cherish everyone, shout out to the dogs, you know what I mean, <laughs> like, uh, just even, even to the to the haters you know what i mean um and i don't ever glorify that but you know they deserve a shout out too because uh without them you know uh they sometimes fuel our put fuel to our passion you know okay tell me it can't be done and i'm gonna show you it can be you know so uh like i said i appreciate everyone taking the time to even uh check out this podcast shout out to phoenix uh, shout out to his family for uh you know always always uh supporting it, his work and our work and stuff so um you know, I love you guys, and, and, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Fantastic. You heard it here first. Your boy, Phoenix LEX, General Manager at the Art Wars Los Angeles Family Foundation. Till the next one. Peace.